Hi, it's Maxine, Zico, and Connor. And this is Slice of Pie, a podcast where young people chat to musicians and guests about things we care about. And on today's episode, we're talking with special guest Steph from Pie, as Pie will be celebrating its 20th anniversary this year. Hell yeah! <laughs> Enjoy. So, this is Slice of Pie. Yes, sir. Um, we've got a special guest with us today, the founder. Am I saying it quickly? The founder of Pi? Um, I actually didn't fa- found it. Oh. <laughs> find I didn't it. Find. I didn't find it. <laughs> I came along a bit afterwards, but I was involved. At, yeah, at the start. The the face and the the most beautiful face of Pi Factory yes. that we know yet to date. Uh, oh. Um, and we're joined by Steph. Hello. Thanks Hello. for having me. Am I your first guest? Yeah. Yes, indeed. I'm honoured. Special let's guest. Let's give a little round of applause. Thanks for coming oh, on the show. Yeah. Can we do this every week? <laughs> <laughs> Monday pep talk. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're just doing a little check-in at the moment. So, Steph, how are you? And what have you been vibing, digging, thinking about this mm. week? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I've had a good week. I went to the self-esteem gig at uh, Winter Gardens Ooh. and I yeah. absolutely loved it. It was such a nice like atmosphere. What sort of music was it? So she's like kind of alternative pop, really interesting. So she she's well choreographed. There's a lot of like dancing. They had live drums and bass, which was really fun as well. And yeah, it was just so nice to see that place full and mm. the vibe was really positive and mm. it was really nice. Yeah, that's nice. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember going to the Winter Gardens as a kid and yeah. it's, just, it's such a old school venue isn't it it's nice to see a bit of life in there yeah it? was it in the bigger room it was in the queen's hall so the smaller one okay but that was quite nice it was sort of um quite informal and intimate and it, yeah. it was just so nice like looking around just seeing people. so many people having a really 100%. lovely time and yeah. i think that room's nicer the winter yeah. gardens i saw uh, the ocs there mm. it was really really intense but it was really <laughs> good for that reason was there a mosh pit yeah, I saw yeah. I, <laughs> the whole thing a mosh pit. Basically, yeah. I saw some guy um it's like the floor was concrete. He was really drunk and he kept being like taken out by security and just run back round. <laughs> oh, yeah, so but then uh he got and he was like crowd surfing and they dropped him right oh, on his no. tailbone. But he just got back up and kept going. But it was, it was <laughs> I wonder what he was on. Yeah. <laughs> the next morning he probably wasn't feeling too Yeah, good. no, probably not. <laughs> Well, apparently uh, the Winter Gardens and other theatres are closing down due to like... COVID. Yeah, the That's impact good. of COVID. Yeah, I've I've heard that they're closing to sort of um, to do some refurb, but I'm not sure whether or not the, the plan is to reopen. I guess it's like that classic thing of fi- like things and amazing spaces like that being yeah. un- like underfunded, underfunded and underused. Yeah. But it should be protected. It should. It shouldn't, it shouldn't yeah. be it should. underfunded. No, it shouldn't. Like just, many just, things. Yeah, just, <laughs> just like the venue that we're at now recording this podcast like philippe that owns it he's saying that um he's into what was it composing for theater stuff Mm. and he said it was just crazy over lockdown there's no work because Mm -hmm. it's just been but that's the craziest thing about it during lockdown we were watching stuff that was our entertainment yeah and even though i know consuming it madly yeah and the hit on like venues has just been phenomenal (gasps) hasn't it and then even and then I'm going a bit political here, but then even they they had the thing to come out and say, oh no, now you have to be, you have to have this double vaccine passport if you want to get in any venue. And like, imagine, I don't know, it's just like, what does that say to artists and DJs that are trying to perform in these venues? It definitely felt like mixed messages in terms of 
certain restrictions in certain places yeah, and it. others feeling like there was uh, less. But you can go and see the ballet and it just yeah. be totally fine and like go and drink your champagne with your oysters, darling. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and that was completely... Right. <laughs> no way! Central, you know. <laughs> no way! I'm saying I was against it. <laughs> I want to go to these dutty raves. Down in <laughs> yeah, funny. What about you guys? What have you been digging this week? Or thinking about what moods, what vibes you've been in? A commercial break. (laughs) (laughs) And now today's sponsor. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Do you need to contact contact your PA? Have a little chat. I'm not. I'm not answering that without my lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me personally, me and my mom and my friend, we're watching. You know, Medias. She's like Mrs. Brown Boys, but like an American version. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So she dresses up as like a is a guy dressing up as a female so and other yeah, but other characters as well. Okay. And it was funny. It was like it's on Netflix. Okay. Definitely give it a watch. Medias and it has Mrs. Brown Boys. Inside I saw. It oh yeah, well. I actually saw that. I was like, I actually skipped it because I was like, nah, that doesn't no, no, no. Trust, trust me. Just give was it a little funny? watch. If you if you're into like like funny writing. Because like, I appreciate watching stuff and I'm being like, yo, someone had to write that. Yeah, it's yeah, fascinating, I love isn't that. it? Like, where does that and come from? And when I watch movies, I'm just like, who thought that that is going to be a movie idea? Yeah. <laughs> Were you just sat there having a coffee? Yeah, Were you it, just it, like... It's one of the characters, like, acting as well, like, to a certain degree of, like, really good actors. And you're just like, I'm watching EastEnders sometimes. And I'm like, bloody yo, Phil, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I so invested in yeah, Phil's like, life? Remember when you're younger and you just hate that person, even though the real person is probably lovely. Yeah. The actor. Who was it for you? Was it Phil? Um, no. <laughs> Who's that guy in the coma right now? In like, Do you watch EastEnders? No. No. We I need Zoe. That. Zoe's really into EastEnders, yeah. yeah. That guy, he's killed enough people and <laughs> no one's found out until recently. And I'm just like... You really don't like him. Find out! <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Have you watched um, League of Gentlemen? Ooh, yes, that? Uh, it's long like, time ago. It's it's really really good. It's probably a bit dark. It's quite a dark comedy, but like it's oh, yeah. like where they have it's it's four guys who write it, but three of them, or maybe five guys who write it, but four of them act as all the different mm. characters in the show. Oh, I love when people do that. But it, it's it's really weird. It's about like a town in north of England. Is it is it fun? Is it funny? Though? It's really it is funny. Yeah, is <laughs> no, it like it's totally story? serious. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit out, it's a bit outdated. Like it's I think today today's standards it wouldn't be. It okay. wouldn't make it. No, they've got a character called Papa Lazaru who's in blackface and like steals people's <laughs> oh, wives and stuff. Oh, but it is but like it's you know like oh, um, yeah. isn't that fascinating though? Like how especially now that things are like recorded and and like documented on social media how some things that seem seemingly were acceptable in a certain time mm-hmm. now we look at and we'll be like it's totally wrong yeah. it's it's fascinating isn't it like mm-hmm. how do you, can i just ask you guys a question mm-hmm. um how do you feel as young people in the kind of like, like with social media with everything recorded do you feel like a bit of a pressure of like what if I get something wrong or what if I do you know what I mean like that, that that's there forever or do you, or is it just so normal to you I was actually like speaking about this with um my boyfriend the other day like he was saying um he gets scared to put music out there and it's just like because he thinks the mates from back at home aren't like are gonna judge or don't mm. appreciate it. and I'm like but then why are we doing it for other people's validation like if you mm. want to put a story out and get it wrong it should be okay like it's like the thing I'm so passionate about um, and I still do it is use filters Mm. and I'm like 
I, I hate what it's done to body image and like what we have to like think that we have to look mm-hmm. like. And as an artist, you want to be the rawest version of yourself possible. And you want, uh, that's why your fans want to, you know, mm-hmm. buy your music and connect with you because you're the, you're the, you know, you're you. Mm-hmm. And then if we're just using all these filters and stuff, which I still do. And I, it's so hard mm-hmm. to get out of because mm-hmm. you're just like, Oh, I don't look like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, it's been crazy for that. I think especially. Yeah. Is that kind of the topic? Yeah, totally. Doing? Yeah. It's just really interesting. Cause like, okay, I'm going to show a bit of my age now. Mm-hmm. So we only had the internet in my actual house in my actual house <laughs> when I was about not in your straw house no in my straw house I had a roof um when I was about 15 and we had to we could only use it for 30 minutes at the time at a time because there was um it was part of your it was the phone line so my mum was like you got 30 minutes and then they were like right Steph um because they and it was all landlines no one had mobiles so they if they were expecting a call I had to get off the internet and it's just yeah. so fascinating to me that we're we're not worlds apart in age yeah. but actually my experience of growing up in Thanet yeah. is probably quite but different that's, that's yeah. also a thing what's affected parentism in it like parents don't know how to adopt the new ways of like so true it's a lot is it yeah Really and truly in the past 30 years has dramatically changed. Mm-hmm, as you can mm-hmm. see, like, you look at someone thinking having a... The norm would be a block phone, like a brick. Like, yeah, my mum said that you said blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be... We, as, like, Gen Z... We yeah, Gen we're Gen Z. Z. Yeah, Gen Z. I don't even know. All these numbers. Know. Aren't you a millennial? I'd, I'm a Gen I'm Z. a millennial. I'm, apparently, oh, I'm you're... an elder millennial. Oh, no, you're Gen... We're Gen I Z. I I'm 18. 18. <laughs> That's all I know. That's all I know. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> you were in the TikTok age, though. I wasn't. I'm. Well, I it's guess I. You were in the TikTok. Is that what, what we know? Is it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Though? Like, in it. I, I feel very TikTok much. So why and why? You're like, yeah. Can I see your ID, please? Ah. Oh. TikTok. TikTok age. <laughs> no, but do you not? <laughs> do you not? Do you remember ever messaging on MSN? Did you do that? Have you NS, heard of... What is that? He hasn't heard of MSN. Yeah. Yeah. I know what we it is. We used to have chat rooms. What is it? Oh so we used to have to log now. into a chat room. I yeah. didn't have friends, so that'd probably be like, the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You made me drop my head. And I remember, like, because we didn't have phones and stuff, like, when you went on holiday, you had to put a 50p coin in the machine. Like, I was in some, like, resort in Spain, and I was just, like, typing to all my friends on MSN. <laughs> Updating my bio in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> in real time yeah. in Spain and it give you like like 30 minutes on this 50 yeah, big coin that's fascinating and pay phones I used to have, uh, have to like if I wanted to ring someone that I didn't want my mum and dad to find out about I ha- had to walk down the road with my 10p and phone someone yeah. from a pay phone pay phones nowadays they're just full of piss now they're all smashed up yeah, it smashed it's up. sad though because they're yeah. so I like Historic. the pay phones I know but I like the old school ones you know that the, the red, red ones, ones. Yeah. Oh. yeah yeah they should just they bring still them got back some bring them, them back <laughs> bring back pay phones whoever you are that makes well, that what decision. would you use them for nowadays though what about just like you go in and they tell you something nice about yourself? Yeah. If you just need someone to be like, hey, I love you. Everything's okay today. <laughs> wow. Everything's all right. You're going to put onto something. Yeah, let's here. do it. Pep talk payphones. Yeah. It's like a hotline. Okay, so <laughs> call, like, your, call your lawyer, Connor. <laughs> we need to get this like, <laughs> patented. That's anyway. <laughs> so, inspiration. Have you had any inspiration for the week? 
we had a really exciting meeting this week. So as a charity, we're mm. celebrating our 20th anniversary this year. Nice. And we had our first meeting to sort of dream about how we're going to celebrate and all the cool stuff we're going to do. And it was just really, really nice just listening to like mm. the, the stories from people and just kind of declaring it the year of the party yeah. after a couple of years of really tough mm. um, not being able to party really. Just kind of, yeah, dreaming about how we're going to celebrate was really fun. How was was it like coping in a lockdown as a charity how was it yeah it was it was really challenging I think in in a lot of ways we were quite lucky because we already do quite a lot of stuff on digital platforms so it's quite quite straightforward Mm. to move stuff online Mm. but also it really hit home just the level of like the gap between some of the poorest people and some of the richest so for example like we spent pretty much the first lockdown just delivering food packages and delivering resources physically to people's homes because they didn't have the internet Mm. so while all of us like moved online there was a whole group of people that just couldn't do that so it really hit home just that yeah I don't know help and support that was where we came from from the last uh, episode absolutely supporting the music but like that's what you kind of stand for yeah totally and in a way it was good for us to just be reminded of that like underneath all the beautiful stuff in terms of creativity and music and all the all that cool stuff there's also like this underlying absolute value that people Mm -hmm. matter and as a charity we'll do whatever it takes to make sure they know it and I think you like that is what you guys represent. So, like, a massive well done for that. And oh, thanks. Max. Otherwise, we wouldn't have all been a part of it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And well, yeah, well, yeah. I, jo- I joined for end of twenty twenty, oh, the wow. emerging artist program. Yeah. So, like, right, it was me and Adam who now works for Pi. Yeah, um, big up Adam <laughs> in the emerging artist program over Zoom for ages. Mm. And I, I know it was, I've been doing it for a bit longer than originally it was going to plan to get the in person stuff. But mm. even on, over online, it was it was Still beneficial same, and it, yeah. I learned lots. And we had it might have been weird, but probably helped a lot of people. And I know we had a talk. It was me, Evan, and Elijah, mm-hmm. and and you before the emerging artist over Zoom about being a young musician. And mm. yeah, so it's weird that everything's changed with yeah. That. It feels that feels like a long time well, ago. It probably was a long it time ago. It was a long. It was like two years ago. But it just doesn't. But it's kind <laughs> but of it's all a weird blurred. The timeline of the last two years. Just feels mm. weird, doesn't it? Well, talking about a very, very long time ago. Tell us how <laughs> it all started. How, how did it start? Yeah, a very long time ago. Yeah. Um, as a charity, we're a bit older than twenty um, because I don't know if you're aware of this, but when you're setting up a charity, it actually takes quite a long time, and there's quite mm-hmm. a lot of process you have to go through. But we picked the date we wanted to celebrate because we had like the choice of about five different dates. Mm-hmm. and 2022 felt like the right thing yeah it's a but very yeah. spiritual number is it yeah well oh. i feel i just feel anyway it's a very, <laughs> it's a very symmetrical and yeah, pleasing yeah. number to it, look aesthetic, at isn't it yeah aesthetically pleasing yeah so it actually started um with uh, a couple of people who ended up being um trustees of pi for a long time um i'll, I'll mention them because they're absolute legends so christina mcquade and brian spencer smith it started on a desk. We used a hot desk at Thanet District Council. And basically there was an, a, a sort of a realisation that in Thanet, in East Kent, there was very little music provision apart from if you could pay and afford to pay for music. So mm-hmm. there was music lessons, mm-hmm. but there was very little else. Yeah. And so, yeah, they put in a fundraising bid to Youth Music, who at the time were funding big cities like London, Manchester, um, places like that to do big programmes of work. So they put in a bid kind of thinking, not sure if we're going to get it or not. And they did. Mm. Um, So they got three years of funding from Youth Music. Um, And when did that happen? So 20 years ago. So 2002. (laughs) 
2002. How do you say words? <laughs> yeah, 2002. So some of us wasn't even born. Older yeah, than me and Zeke. 2003. Get out of town. You oh, was not born to, in the 2003. Born. That's what I'm saying. Wow, that's actually amazing. Neither me or Zeke. That's, that's, cool. How old are you? 2003. Exactly. How old was I? So I was just finishing school. <laughs> At that point, but I doesn't finished. that show how much of an impact it has? The yeah, everlasting yeah, yeah. That you're interviewing me. I just feel like I've gone into an alternate universe <laughs> <laughs> just for a minute. You're interviewing me, and you weren't born when Pi started. <laughs> That's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> and who's going to be interviewed in the next twenty years? Wow, that's crazy. And will I be in a Zimmer frame? <laughs> <laughs> Like, anyway. We won't be able to get you up those stairs. <laughs> I will not make it up the stairs. I think you have one of those, like, th- those chairs. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so so then um, once they got a really lovely bit of funding from Youth Music, they were based in, I say they because I wasn't yet involved, yeah, yeah. but they were based in Margate for a bit, in what's now the Community Pharmacy Gallery. There's okay. like a gallery space. And Caroline tells me that they didn't even have a door on the toilet at the at the oh beginning. That's how rough it was. And they had to like really rough it. And then moved to Ramsgate to the building that is now Big Jelly Studios. I think that's where I first saw it. Yeah. yeah. And we were there for about 10 years and then moved to our home where we've been for two uh, 2,000 years now. <laughs> Since 2013, which oh, is wow. the Ramsgate Youth Centre in St. Lawrence. So we've kind of moved around a bit and expanded and... So when did you get involved? Yeah. Into like, so tell us from the beginning of when you got involved. Yeah, and how? And then yeah. the way you've levelled up throughout the program. Levelled up? Yeah. You see? <laughs> um, okay, so I actually used to go to Pi as a teenager. So when I was about 15 or 16, um, they used to do a rock school on a Saturday where you could go and get free music lessons. So I got some guitar lessons. I learned some power chords. <laughs> And I still, yeah, I can pretty much still play. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's that was my first taster of it, just getting like free like mm. lessons and then realising there was this whole community of young people that were really passionate about music. And it was at a time where I didn't really feel like I fitted into many like groups and mm. I felt a bit lonely. And so I just started getting involved with everything. And quite a lot of it was performance opportunities and I really appreciated that because there wasn't really that much at that time so I remember there was some gig down on Ramsgate Harbour where they'd put like a stage where do you know where Weatherspoons is now there's a oh big God, outdoor stage. were you there I, oh my gosh I've got a picture oh. I'm literally like five, seven years old and I'm oh wearing these God. little like like don't look alike so I was like there you got fashion <laughs> oh, and it was love music hate racism was that yeah. right oh yeah oh so that oh, so they that did it they, that was a couple of years after the first one I did but they oh. did it like a few years in a row and yeah, it was so, so stuff like that we it got was such to a good turnout and, yeah it was really fun like it was like hella people there and yeah. that was your first ever so experience th- on so that was like one of the or... first gigs I ever played in front of people oh. <laughs> can you do a gig not in front of- yeah I guess people <laughs> could not turn up yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean all Online gigs as well. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Zeke. That's totally true. But yeah, so that was like my first introduction was actually as a young person growing up in East Kent, becoming part of the community. And then I went away for a gap year, came back and became a trainee workshop leader. I kind of realised that 
I loved music, not only like the sort of writing and performing bit, but also the sort of working with young people, really mm. loved it. So I became a trainee workshop leader. And I think it could have been when you started coming along, Max. I think it might have been the end of when I was doing that, but yeah. to something that Maxine used to come along to God, when you were what, like, like 11? 10, 11, ages ago. Yeah. But then what's it called? What did you get your inspiration from? abroad or did you know this before you left oh i didn't go abroad for my gap year i went to london (laughs) it's not that great actually watford (laughs) (laughs) not even london (laughs) not even london sorry watford sorry london inspiration from where's your inspiration like like to work with young kids and yeah so to do what you do i think my inspiration for music was always there so Music is really part of like the culture that I grew up in. My mum's um, half Irish, my dad's Greek, and we just had music everywhere. So it was kind of that bit of it was just there. Can imagine think... the bangers just playing inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We had, and it was really eclectic as well. Like my dad was really into reggae and soul. My mum was Boy, really into ish. folk. It was just really interesting. But anyway, and I think with young people, what what I realised is the difference it made to me when I had people believing in me at that age as a musician. And I was like, you know, actually, it's so vital that young people have people like that, especially in places like East Kent, like Thanet, like Dover, where we work, where levels of poverty are high. Um, It's Mm -hmm. so important that where there's places like that, there's support and care for young people Mm. and space for them to be creative and free. Mm. So when I sort of put those two things together, I was like, actually, this is something I want to do for the rest of my life in whatever way, with my Zimmer frame, with my chairlift. (laughs) I will always be doing something like this. That's so nice. (laughs) So um, having come through Pi as Mm. a young person and now working there, how would you say that it helped you as a young person? How do you feel now working there? You're, you're helping people. And what's your goal for the future with Pi? Mm, wow, Connor, that is a big question. I love mm. it. Yeah, so my experience coming through Pi and working for Pi, I feel like there's actually a few members of staff that that is the same story for them, like Adam. Another little shout out for Adam. <laughs> He's getting a lot of love today, isn't he? <laughs> um, I feel like it really sums up just how much we believe in young people that at every level... Like I've been given opportunities when I probably on paper didn't have the qualifications or experience, but people saw something in me, gave me the space, gave me the support. And I feel like it's one thing to say that. It's another thing to look at an organisation, actually see them doing it. And so for me, it just feels really special. Like this connection with this charity, is it's not doesn't feel like a job to me. It just feels like what an honour that I get to be part of the same thing that really made a difference in my life. And I guess for the future, I think coming back to what um, we were talking about earlier, Maxine, like what we realised in lockdown was that we we not only want to be loud about music and creativity and all, all of that cool stuff, we also want to be loud about injustice mm. and social action and making a positive difference. And so I think true. for the next 20 years, that's that's where I'd like to see us kind of advocating for young people and advocating for people who have been marginalised in some way, you know, so we've got louder about racism, we've got louder about LGBTQ rights and things like that. And I think, yeah, that's the space that I'd love to see us taking mm. up through music and creativ- creativity. Like, I'm believing for a better world and mm. I want Pi to be part of that. That's beautiful. And I think even when we all... <laughs> it's so good because even when we all meet up, we're allowed that open creative space where we can chat about those things and it's like no judgment, it's just pure... We're just listening to everyone and it feels so easy. So mm. it's like, yeah, well done for like all of you guys that are 
setting it up it's really it's like a pleasure to be a part of it really and like just seeing you hear that it makes me want to go and make a million dollars from uh, selling out please do please do i'm telling you i yeah Yeah. and if there are any you know million pound owning people out there (laughs) listening please feel free to donate honestly these guys are (laughs) we want to be here in 20 years and that's what it takes it takes proper funding it takes you know people who see what we're doing and believe in it and get behind us and yeah that. that can be in a small way but that can also be the millionaires so just feel free we'll be able to do do you do fundraisers and stuff yeah we do and we do um like on our website there's just donate buttons and um we've got a whole range of merch that's available on our shop yeah so there's quite a few ways that people can support so like when we did our gig that was like a fundraising thing yeah so that particularly so for example you'll want some stuff Mm. we we keep that separate so you guys have your own like budget and it doesn't get swallowed up into the rest of the organization Mm. um but yeah when we're generally fundraising it's just to keep the organization running and make sure we're here for another 20 years that'd be cool to do another like festival thing Mm. out in the summer yeah and just get like hella loads of people around looking forward so do we have the opportunity to maybe pro show us as a collective i think there will definitely be opportunity for want some music to take up some space at that for sure so yeah. is it local artists part of pie and also like, yeah and there's quite a few people who have been part of pie and then have gone on to do really yeah, exciting cool things stuff. so, so we're also wanting this year to be a bit of a cool for anyone yeah. that's like been part of pie's journey for well, the if last it's 20 affected years them, if pie's been a part of your yeah. family's journey and you know someone then just hit us up because yep. we're going to have a party of the century. Yes, we are. Are we like, is it two decades? Yeah. Yeah, yeah two, decades. two decades. Wow. Decades. It's going to be good. I've got a question, I think, just to link it back to being a musician. Mm. And we talked about funding. Mm. And I thought it might be a good chance to ask you, as you, I'm sure you have had to have done lots of funding applications. Mm-hmm. Just for anyone listening, there is loads of funding available for different musicians mm. and charities as well. And I just wanted to ask, are there any advice you'd give to people for when they are applying for that money? Yeah. Absolutely. I think so in terms of my own journey with fundraising, I kind of just had to learn to do it on the job. I don't really have any training. And I think the thing that I've learned over the years of doing it is that people when you're writing a funding bid, people know if you're being authentic and honest and I think that's the stuff that translates the best into a funding application and yeah you can brush up on like the language that they want to see and and how to sort of like format it but ultimately if you're really passionate and you care deeply about something enough I think that comes across and I would also say to young artists and musicians like get in touch with places like Pi who could support. So like, that's a big thing in terms of like what you guys are doing with the Emerging Artist Programme, having someone like Zoe and Adam around that Mm. you're like, I've got this thing coming up, can you check it? Like there's places that could support. um, There's a lot of places in East Kent that are around for young people. So don't be scared to use those channels as well just to get support. Okay, well, that's a, a great answer. To that, that was a really good question, by the way, Connor. Yeah, it was, Connor. Thank you. Yeah. Have you done this before? <laughs> Once. <laughs> Twice. Yeah, the last episode. <laughs> you got anything to say, Zeke? How did your story with Pi start? Mm. I, mine started at a young age. I think Pi Factory had like something to do with like local schools and stuff. I was part of the school choir. Oh, <laughs> and then, that's um, really lovely. Also good. I was a really good singer before puberty. You know? <laughs> 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 that's the quote. <laughs> and what um, happened? I mean, not puberty, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't say more. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we went down and we had to like make a little song together. Like okay. everyone had oh, to make right. a song. Yeah. 
yeah. as a collective. And all I remember was our teacher, another school, and just us were singing in front of a camera in that hall. Do you know that little, that the space before you get into the studio? That Yeah, the, like the main hall at Pine. Yeah. yeah. And that's all I can remember, the first ever experience. Oh. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was fun. It was about something positive. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. A couple of years later, come down here again from living in Whitstable or something. And I just knew no one. Mm. Then I made friends. And then these friends was like, ah, oh, everyone was, because you know when you had the DJ there mm-hmm. at Harvey? Oh, yeah. And DJ Skelton. Was, yes. <laughs> and then everyone was just rapping. And then. Oh, yeah. That was that, good times. That was just fun. It was so busy. Mm. And coming back from lockdown, can you see the change dramatically? Or do you think it's going to be- get busy again like that? Yeah, I think it is going to get busy again. But we, we've sort of re- realised that like, over the last two years, it's almost like we're starting from scratch where mm. everything moved online and we did smaller groups of everything. Whereas normally you're like, you were introduced by friends and then you would introduce other people and bring them along to pie. We've basically had two years of not that. So we're almost starting from scratch. Like there's a whole generation of young people who would have just walked into the youth centre that we need to let know about it. And we'd sort of, yeah, but very much like want people to know we're open. Mm. We're, we're there loads of sessions in the week it's all free and we we want to see it busy again it's getting busy on certain nights mm. um but like on but a we monday night rammed. we want to see yeah. it rammed that's that's when it's so fun yeah monday nights my i fave. remember the day i think it was a monday night even when yeah. i came and it was just like a studio session and we were like there's three young i think three young singers mm-hmm. and we were all just going in the studio like singing little hooks on guys like on rappers tracks mm-hmm. and it was just fun i remember we had to burn it on discs guys <laughs> this is when we had no like i'll just like airdrop it to my laptop we had to burn it on discs i had about 100 oh. discs at my house that were just songs that we wrote and this is have you listened uh, to some of your old songs and have you oh got any my old God. songs? I could never. Yeah, I have got some old songs. Were they they're... good though? Can you see the progression? Oh yeah, or... I can definitely see the progression. And also I think I've got more confident in... So my my songwriting experience was quite linked to... So I grew up in church and a lot of my songwriting and my, my singing was to do with that world. And I haven't been in that world for a few years and it's actually been quite interesting for my songwriting, just like letting go of that and being mm. much more experimental and just feeling a bit more free rather than mm. writing for like a specific kind of audience. Yeah. So my songs now are quite different from the ones I was writing. So are you quite religious or? I don't know about religious. I think I would describe myself as spiritual now, but I think I've let go of a lot of what I thought was certain beliefs. and beliefs that and I grew up with and we, just yeah. like never questioned. I think now I question a lot more. And for me, I'm a bit more like, I'm not sure on a lot of things, but one thing I am sure on is I want to treat people here and now well. <laughs> That's the one thing. I'm not oh, sure about everything else. That's, That's a so good, good way to do But while I'm yeah, here, I want to really be kind. Nice. So what type of music would you classify yourself as? Oh, now? Now. Oh. Um, and tell them what you do. Do you sing? Do you rap? Do you... I would love to rap like that's my dream Zeke I want to be like you Um, (laughs) but my husband's like no you can't (laughs) you sound really not good Um, yeah so I mainly sing and write I play guitar and piano but voice really is my main instrument and style wise so we'd yeah we're like releasing an EP this year it's a bit more electronic alt pop There's a bit of a hip hop vibe to some of it. There's some beats on it and stuff. Um, What's 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 the name so we can look? It's called Limbo. 
Limburg. She has a nice name as well. Yeah, oh, that is a nice name. Much. Yeah, so where's Limburg? Because I know that little, how low can you go? Can you know it's not that <laughs> but that would be a good music video you've given me an idea is it like being in limbo like purgatory yeah uh, like limbo for that? me it's like moving from <laughs> one place of like <laughs> do, do you need I, to, I, do, I don't know you got lost yeah, on the word purgatory uh, purgatory is where you go before you, you go to hell or heaven where you're judged oh, fine oh. that's a bit deep. so it's <laughs> it's not it's not quite that that's but it kind of is similar so oh, basically so like it was judgment day basically no <laughs> no no it's not <laughs> Yeah, no, this limbo was about moving from one set of, like, beliefs and understanding and not quite at another place, like, in the middle, uh, in between. Mm. So for a lot of me at the moment, it feels a bit in between, like, beliefs and whatever. And also, like, the last two years of, like, like lockdown. So it's very much relatable. Do you think that now that you've sort of let go of those beliefs, you've created something even better than you would have, or that you have before? I think it's more real and more honest, Mm. because I think... Yeah, a lot of my music was attached to things that I just never even questioned mm. and I just like recited. Yeah. Whereas now I'm questioning really deep things and I'm not scared to like ask those questions and have those conversations. So I feel like my music is more real. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So true spiritual awakening. Yeah. To understand yeah. yourself in a different perception. Yeah. Uh, your really conscious cool. yeah and I love yourself. that music helps us to do that yeah it really does like help well, when you, you think about other types of music though subconsciously you're listening to it mm-hmm. but it might not have the nicest of lyrics behind it and it programs you to to feel a certain way you have to really understand what it's doing because it's a million dollar industry it's, mm-hmm. it's such a but there's so much things deep rooted that we just accept mm-hmm. and we don't really question it like mm-hmm. Think about it sometimes if you're listening about songs, like old hip-hop, yeah. Mm. Talking about killing people. Mm-hmm. That song is hot. And just like, you're not really focusing on the lyrics, but it's subconsciously getting fed into you. Yeah. And at the same time, there's something about music that allows people to express some of that dark, painful stuff that mm. is real. Or just the things that touch, What like when I listen to music and like I sing, it's like, it's, it's from my actual soul like you can actually mm. feel it so so it's nice that you've like let go of those barriers to maybe mm. like get rooted to who you who you are on the inside like mm-hmm. who you actually are yeah like because we're not i'm not actually i was just going so spiritual now but like, <laughs> i'm not actually maxine scott i'm just this i'm just a, i am just the label of maxine scott you know mm. like there's something so much that's more just that's just do you know what i mean <laughs> and then that like i feel like with music it's so cool for just not just music, like creativity and mm-hmm. art and, mm-hmm. you know, any form of expression. Yeah. We're, we're allowed to, like, just get a bit more to that, you know, place of eternal bliss. Yeah. And, like, exploring stuff and having fun. And, like, in, in our culture, it's so often that you have to, like, decide everything so young and yeah. that's it forever. forever. Yeah. And, but actually, I I really think that it's much more about, like, growth and mm-hmm. taking on other people's ideas and being mm-hmm. challenged about stuff and... And I, I love how music can do that. Like, you know, just even even maybe the genres that you and I represent sitting around this table, like mm. that's fascinating. And yeah. the sorts of things that we're producing, um, yeah, I just love it. Isn't it weird that we make music that has come like, it's like an expression of us. So like Zico, you're like on the rap vibe. Connor over here is into like post-punk. Is it post-punky or punk, just punk? Yeah, stuff like that. Heavier yeah, stuff, and it's I just guess. not, isn't it stuff like, how weird it's come all from our experiences growing mm. up, like mm. where we've come from, what our influences are, exactly. like who we are. It's like so 
and it's all relatable to a certain degree because yeah. I can listen to your song I can listen to Connor's song and I can still feel the same a vibe, yeah. mm. vibe I think that's a good thing about being a musician you like respect other people's music and being as well because you know the craft well. yeah it's like linking it back to what we were talking about earlier about pie and having this yeah being able to have these conversations and and listen to each other rather than speaking over and it's that's what music does too and through that mm. and being a community together even if we disagree with each other as long as we're listening and and trying to understand i don't think there's ever anything wrong with that yeah. exactly because some people are so closed off straight mm. away mm. But like, no no matter what side of the political whatever social spectrum you are on mm. you need to take into account other people's views and understand that because otherwise mm. your views are completely unfounded mm. connor for pm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll vote for you where do we sign up <laughs> Don't this is all your presence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anything's better than Boris right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, so something funny that we were talking about is um, that Connor brought up recently is how people act at gigs. Mm-hmm. And I thought we had such a funny conversation about this the other day that we should, might as well bring it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Connor, do you want to kick it off? Like, what like personality at a gig oh, is like, the most annoying? What's yeah. the most annoying one? Um, oh, God. Oh, people who put their phones up the whole gig. <laughs> when she's filming again she's not this people who put their phones above their head with the flash on it's like one there is there's literally lights in the venue that have purpose for that two that your video isn't going to be any better than anything the photographers are going to take so just live in the moment and who shut up i I didn't come here i didn't pay to listen to your conversation while you're while you're filming that's really i'm so glad you got that off your chest i feel like i'm sure there are more yeah he was definitely holding on to that one (laughs) no it's so true like i i do it myself but i'm like oh no i actually want to be here in the moment because when do i actually have a look at them i know you know what i mean i never do it's not even like the fact people are videoing like it's not like if you take a short video it's fine it's people who put their phone up the entire show or like i see videos because i don't go to these sorts of things and that's that's not my thing (laughs) but like like pop videos mm-hmm. and i'm sure people there are enjoying it and mm-hmm. i find that's my heart thing i find hard is other people are just enjoying it in their way mm. which a lot of the time irritates me and makes me not enjoy it <laughs> but but like uh, those things it's just phones it's like yeah, yeah that's a really good point i can't lie i'm now i'm one of them people but to a degree I, yeah because i like to degree. show my face and then i can look back and i'll be like because when i'm pissed and i'm watching something like if i'm fully in my element i'm yaks and I'm loving the music. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then I record myself and I look myself back at it. And I'm just like, look at this dickhead. <laughs> Zico, what? can I just ask, what is yacked? Yacked is a, it's the terminology from like Jamaica. Like it's a Jamaican kind of a slang okay. of being drunk or okay. under the influence of something. Okay, thank you. So if you're a yak, that means you're to a different level of drunk. Okay. So you're drunk. And then you're yaks. Yeah. Right. Whoa. Okay. That's um, word of the... Word, word of, of the, the week, week is yeah. yaks. We've all learnt something here today. What about the people at gigs who hold pints of beer and just spill them over people? Oh, uh, yeah. Or just start chucking it. Or just there. chuck it and dance with yeah. no... like. And then all the girls in the other corner are like, Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so right right now. <laughs> oh, guess what I'm terrible at? Like, pretending that I know the lyrics. <laughs> So I'm just like, uh, sh- I'm shouting the wrong lyrics or like even just making them up. <laughs> yeah, I, I but do that shouting as well. them. But you want to just be in just, yeah. yeah. I know it. I yeah. love it. You know, like I the, do the, love the one, two bars that you do know in this moment. You shout it yeah, really yeah. loud and then, yeah. I just rhubarb and custard. The rest, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know when they 
said, if you say rhubarb and custard, it looks You can like, make it look like anything. Yeah. That's a good tip. I, I don't think it works. I, oh. just, I just think it's a <laughs> I'm going to try it yeah. and see if anyone... It's, it's clutched me a couple of times. Like, Have when you tried I had to, that? I, had to, I, had to, I used to sneak... So one time after... When Carnival... I think it was like the last Carnival. Um, what, know, round not, here? Not, Notting Hill Carnival. Oh, okay. Right? The big one, yeah. yeah the nice, if you haven't cool been on Hill Carnival, it's amazing. I'm Connor, I might have to take you. <laughs> <laughs> take you Can out we do a trip? Oh Can God. I come? Yes. yes, it's so it's so fun. Is it anyway, going to be back on this year? I hope so. Because they cancelled it for you. Yeah, they, they cancelled it for yeah, so long. Time. I like before Notting Hill Carnival. I wasn't even allowed to go out. Like that's crazy. So, what like, do you mean? Like because so much that's how time young has I was. passed. Yeah. Wow. So like last time after it finished, me and my mom and my auntie, we went to like a little club. Not a club, but like a pub mm. club like after it. And big people, in it. So <laughs> a bit of spit came out, but big people, like grown people. So they're like 25 upwards, yeah. And I'm 16, 15, around about this age, in it. I had to sing along like I knew this change. <laughs> <laughs> Rebarbs and custard. <laughs> and That's I, a lot of yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, mum, I swear I've heard this song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I need to try that. Funny. That's yeah. good. I've used it many a times just to not look like... Mm. Yeah. But what would you say you're like at a gig? I'm I'm that dancer type of guy. Like, oh, yeah. I get, in, I get... If the music's not there, I won't dance. So mm. I just be chilling in the corner. But when the music's there, I'm on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. But my one ick, yeah, <laughs> is that person who's so drunk... And they come up to you like, yeah, Gisa, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you. Oh, you know? <laughs> they don't even know you from either. Yeah. And they just start coming the conversation. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's nice. Sometimes it's... Sometimes. No. Yeah. It's not. No. Just, I feel yeah, yeah, yeah. That's even worse than knowing someone yeah. else talk to someone they know. It's like, I don't even know you. <laughs> Zico, do they also have a lot of coffee breath going on? And you're just like, no, thank you. They have yeah. like... Beer breath. They know even beer breath is just... Mm. Of the nasty, face. nasty, <laughs> nasty. You know breath. when it's just like having to brush your teeth and you just oh, oh, alcohol. What gigs, are you, what gigs are you going to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to hang out in some different places. That's why I don't go out. Yeah. Bad breath. You need to take me out to places, and I'll, I'll definitely. Uh, you can come yeah. up to London sometime with me and my oysters. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, actually will. That's a shout. <laughs> I just want to also say that, like, if you're not from. Kent yeah. or East Kent there'll be lots of other charities maybe mm. doing the same thing yeah Youth but clubs. also if you are in we talk a lot about Thanet but actually I'm not I don't live in Thanet mm. so Big you up. can get involved as well as Absolutely. long as you're from East Kent yeah and so if you feel like you can't because you're not in Thanet you can just yeah get involved. absolutely just send us a message or on yeah. Instagram yeah or email us Whatever's best for you. <laughs> you love the email, didn't you? Well, I don't what? use the email. Email. Yeah. <laughs> but someone will. The first question of the week of the week set you up an email. People send yeah. in questions. Yeah. Like questions the support to line. Zico. Yeah. Zico's support line. That's a good one. I like that. Exactly. Zico, do you have a, a funny question of the week for us? Ooh. Before we close off. Okay. <laughs> mm, give me a sec. Give me a sec. I can't find You can just leave. We could leave. The, the podcast on this question it's yeah we don't answer it we, don't we just leave it, it yeah. depending on what it is <laughs> <laughs> or it can yeah, or or we can just, press we cut put, we can or we cut it, it out <laughs> I've got a serious question oh no okay okay do you think living in southeast wherever wherever you, you are but living in the UK do you find yourself as privileged because even the bare minimal that we have considering with everything what's happening in the world in the world do you find yourself as privileged we are we're living in a first world country yeah and like look like we're or do you feel like other places in the world 
should be to the standard in regardless. Because that's the whole thing, like privilege to you is someone else's not being privileged. Mm -hmm. But if we all had that as a baseline to be living in the world, Mm. do you find yourself privileged with all this stuff that you have to put up with? Of course, like, of course, like, look, we're not in war. We've got a roof over our heads and there is like stuff like poverty going on and, you know, abuse. But like, like we said, we have communities and, uh, you know, people that are trying to help that. And I honestly wish that it was, it was like that for more people. Like there's a war going on right now. Am I allowed to say it's a bit deep? Yes, but there is, it's crazy. Do you know what I mean? And like, I know social media and the media blows up a lot of stuff and we don't actually know unless you're there, but with that's not happening here and we've still got our hands and our feet and mm. you know what I mean and, and loved ones and- was so subjective I think because we're, we're we've been in a war for a long time battling with all these like problems within our society mm. even though it's not to the point of like mass destruction or mass murders but there's been a war against the institution for mm. a long time and which will not, be ever going but that's it, the that's the mindset if you have it to be then it will be true uh but uh, and, and but are we the doing the thing. thing are we doing the things then to stop it do you know what i mean like what are we what are we doing in ourselves the conversations that's yeah. that's yeah. literally true. what's stopping it so because true. if you don't talk about it you can't really shed so, your light yeah, upon true. it yeah 100% and i think though like on your question Zico, um like i think you can still be privileged though and that doesn't mean you can't feel bad about things going on in your life yeah because i feel like a lot of people who know that they have privilege feel that because someone else has got something worse they can't feel bad about the small mm. things happening to them mm. that make them feel bad when actually that's just as important to your life despite you know being privileged you, mm. it's, it's just as important so. yeah that's a really good point Connor yeah I, I think for me I definitely have been become more aware of my privilege especially when we're, we're talking about things like racism like really just getting an understanding of the fact that I will never understand what that feels like yeah. and I need to learn and I need mm-hmm. to do more mm. so that there's that there's that sort of thing and then there's also like one of my responses to your question is the thing of for so long we've seen the UK is like the gold standard for life when actually I see a lot of issues with the way that we do things. And I think we've got a lot to learn from other countries and other communities and the way that they look after each other. And, you know, I think somehow in the West, the white, the white West is like centers, centers itself as like the gold standard when actually we need to humble ourselves a bit and learn from other people. So that they're kind of a couple of my thoughts in terms of privilege and, Especially yeah. England, though, like yeah. we have that the history of the empire, or whatever, yeah. that people still hold on to for yeah. some reason. Which actually, yeah. it's an embarrassing thing. It's it horrible. shouldn't yeah. be. It shouldn't be something people are proud of. Yeah. It's like even like I told my dad about it, and like like an MBE means member of the British Empire yeah. and stuff like that. We still have that in our society, and it's not it's not acceptable really. No, no. So no. It's, we just need to take from other places. Yeah. So, what do you feel like? A uh, follow up question towards this: What do you feel like? someone can do to change to to become better for the best for everyone you know well like you said have these healthy conversations and research like Mm. you know research into the history and like what's been going on and how to do better in one's own life you know like Mm -hmm. looking like Steph said at other cultures and how other people live and be like well why is that not going on here in our you know, and what ways can you do and what things can you do in this society that, you know, makes it a better place for everyone mm. and all more inclusive. I mm. think for this week, our call to action on the, on this note, maybe, should yeah. be that people send in any questions about 
things they aren't sure about because everyone lives differently and it's okay to ask these questions. So if anyone has any questions about their life and whether things are normal or how to deal with different things, send them into us. I know we're not, we're not oracles. We don't know everything. We're just (laughs) talking about from our experience, but maybe having that, us having that conversation could help. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It just opens the conversations again, Mm. like I said, yeah. Starts the conversations. Starts the conversations. Absolutely. That are needed. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, That That was a really good question. Well, let's try and make it on a positive note (laughs) before we wrap up this podcast. What has been happening in your personal life in general? (laughs) I Name something good. Okay, I had a really nice holiday. I went away for half term and got a bit of sunshine, which was just delightful. Greece. Yeah, that was just the most... I felt so happy. So happy. And okay... My final thing is that I helped my little four-year-old girl dress a potato as Elsa for book week. <laughs> that was that was like Wicked. joy of joys. It looked really crap. <laughs> but we spent a long time on it. How come a potato? That's the, the school said everyone, that's what you had to do. We got oh, yeah. a letter home to say every child needs to bring in a potato dressed as a book character. I was like, what? So what did, were they do for you dressing to... up? No. Oh, they had to dress oh, up as well. Oh, there was like a number of things. Oh my God. It was quite stressful. They're stepping up now. They the are. I know. It's all that yeah. funding. That it's quite get. a good idea though. Like the, um, cause potatoes are cheap. So everyone yeah. can get oh, involved. So that yeah, was quite yeah, yeah. cool. Oh, that's cool. It was quite inclusive. But that's, that's crazy. crazy. Anyway, like, well, that's you have a dress, a jatter dress? She painted it and then we made like a cape and like stuck the cape to it. I'll show you a picture. You need to see that picture. That is so cool. That is brilliant. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's been really well, thanks fun. so much. Um, and tune in for some more. Hopefully, they're going to be as frequent, right? Yeah. Whoop. High Factory Music is a youth charity in East Kent that gives young people access to creative opportunities and a community of support. Find us at piefactorymusic.com and on social media at piefactorymusic. This podcast has been produced by Buddy Peace and generously supported by Ramsgate Radio.